0: Where are you going? Fresno. We've been seeing you all over the place. Why don't you take off those shades? I want to see your eyes.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing you, too.
0: Yeah, we think you have really bad manners. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Where did you get off behaving like that with women you didn't even know? Huh? Huh? How'd you feel if somebody did that to your mother, or your sister, or your wife? Huh?
2: What are
3: you talking about?
0: You know good and damn well what I'm talking about. I mean, really? That business with your tongue? What is that? That is disgusting. And oh my god, that other shit of pointing to your lap. I mean, what is that supposed to mean exactly, huh? I mean, does that mean pull over? I want to show you what a big fat slob I am? Yeah, or does, does that I... mean suck my dick? You women are crazy. You got that right. We think you should apologize. I ain't apologizing for shit. You say you're sorry. You say you're sorry, or I'm gonna make you fucking sorry. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser.
2: And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben.
1: One thing I noticed about Florida is they have more strip clubs per capita than anywhere else. Why is this? Because you're in Florida. no they're they're tight about everything else but they're loose with their
2: I mean that is quite an opening and then it's silence
1: I almost didn't make this because yesterday they had a huge storm here and the tree in the house next to us got hit by lightning and it was so loud it was like somebody blew up a stick of dynamite in our yard it was, it was like right there and are you I just sure somebody
2: up? didn't blow
1: up a stick of dynamite
2: in your yard because no. you I... are in Florida
1: I know, but I can see the the stripe on the on the tree. It didn't knock the tree down. It hit the side of it. Oh, but that's Our not neighbor, why you were. That's not why you were late. No, no, I just found this out yesterday. He's saying
2: like he a, he almost died. Yes, I I almost did I got that. This. That's I the
1: closest that. I ever right. came to getting struck by lightning. And I remember, a long time ago, Scott, your old place in Zion, the the tree in the front got struck by lightning, didn't it? Did it? I thought it did. Maybe you weren't living there at the time, but. There was a big tree with a big stump in the front, and it got it got hit because and i
2: was I was doing experiments with my with my my monster
1: <laughs> but that was scary. Last night this thing hit the lightning and the thunder hit at the same time. you never know how close it is. it was well, literally that, twenty feet from me
2: That's good because you know you've gotten probably about as close as lightning is going to get to you. You should stay there, you shouldn't move, you should stay there. It's like you know Garp when the plane, you know, crashes into his house. It's like we'll take it. This is never going to happen again.
1: Robin Williams.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: Garp. I never saw the movie, but I remember the name. Like, who
0: can forget a guy named Garp? It's as good as seeing it. You might as well, well have seen it.
2: <laughs> that's it's about as good as the jokes get.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not bad. Why is there toilet paper hanging over your head it's not at this toilet Airbnb? Paper. It looks like toilet
1: paper, but it's a it's a decor. It, it's that is a like big
2: roll of toilet paper. I know what a big roll of toilet paper looks like. No, is that's not. is the bathroom <laughs> is the is there a refrigerator in the bathroom? Are you sitting on the toilet right now?
0: No, there's no toilet no bathroom. There's what does it say? Kitchen. What is that piece of paper on the on the top part of the fridge? What does it say?
2: It says, Here I sit, broken hearted. <laughs>
0: is
1: a fine, $250 for any evidence of smoking, drinking, oh. not drinking, but smoking,
2: reefer, or, or otherwise. Or shitting in the kitchen. Now, try, have this toilet Does paper. it really say reefer or
1: otherwise? No, th- I, I shortened it. Uh, it just says, uh, <laughs> evidence of smoking found in the unit, whether that be cigarette, marijuana, or other tobacco products.
2: Hey, somebody's smoking some
1: reefer. Yeah. But every, every night, about 9, 10 o'clock, it smells like skunk in his house.
2: Baxter? From the Hey, neighbors. Gabe. I'm yeah. glad you put in the effort. You you got a mic this, this time.
1: Yeah. Listen, I had to dig it out of the, one of my boxes. I knew that, that when I listened to last week's episode, I'm like, man, this guy sounds like an idiot. This, yeah. this microphone sucks.
2: We tried so to help I, you, but you wouldn't listen I got to got the us.
1: mic. I couldn't get the stand because I have nothing to put it to, but it's, it probably sounds better.
2: It sounded like you were in a pit of snakes last week. You, all, all you heard was...
1: I know. And I don't know why it wasn't like that. Maybe it was a bad connection. I don't know, but... I got there the was mic. some weird
0: shit going on with your mic the last two weeks. I saw, that
1: I saw a local H ad for Taste of Chicago.
2: You did? Is that for real? For Taste of Chicago? You
1: saw that? What did I, I miss somebody, today? Somebody posted something on the Cold Manor. It's talking about July 8th, something like that. Is it 8th, 9th, or 10th? Well, it, I think it's three days, and it's with... Uh, Texas Chainsaw. Uh, What's his band? <laughs>
2: Drive by Truckers.
1: Yeah, Drive by Truckers. <laughs> is that for real? Yeah, that's for real. Yeah. I didn't Did see an announcement. Get some pizza with fishing. more
0: of a, a flop to it. Eh, they're all good. Eh,
2: eh. Yes, we show. are playing. We are playing uh, Taste of Chicago at Grant Park at the Chirlo band Bandshell. I'm very mm. excited about this. I've been wanting to play this place since I saw
1: Iron uh, Maiden in '82.
2: <laughs> at the band show? They played the band show?
1: They played the Navy Pier.
2: No, well, it's not Navy Pier. The show I was referring to was uh, Your Nemesis, The Replacements. The The show that they broke up at was at this
1: place. Hold well, a second. You mean playing? that The Replacements kind of had their fiasco in Chicago?
2: It was not a fiasco. It was a really good show. But it was the last show that they played before they yeah. The last show they played for, what, 20 years before they decided to regroup?
1: Yeah. I didn't know anything about this.
2: Yeah. It was Material Issue and Replacements. There might have been a third man. I can't remember.
0: Who's, who do we have on the show tonight, Gabe?
1: Gabe,
2: who's this on the show it. tonight? Yeah.
1: I heard we have Joe Kelly on the show today.
2: Yeah? You're, you're excited about this, aren't you?
1: Joe Kelly kicked my brother in the head at a suicidal tendency <laughs> show, and I never... Forgotten that, and neither has he. And, and I, I, t- I told Tom, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. You better bring it up
2: on purpose. <laughs> he, he kicked your brother Tom on purpose. No,
1: we we were up front wearing our suicidal hats. You know, with the bill up and the STD yeah. underneath it. Yeah, it's it, and, it's
2: a really. By the way, that's that's a real great look. You don't look like an <laughs> asshole at all when you wear that.
1: What <laughs> the, the flannel buttoned up to the top and open on the bottom? You don't like that? Yeah, it?
2: no, no, you don't look like a dick at all when you dress like that. Anyway, Vato.
1: It, was, it was the joining the Army Tour 87 and Lost Cause opened up and Joe Kelly was singing and he's doing his skanking to the beat or whatever he was doing up front. And he kicked Tom in the head and Tom had a big bruise. And I think he might have started bleeding. I don't know. Somebody, there might be a picture of that
2: somewhere. Did Tom try to kill Joe?
1: No, I don't know if he went to the bank and stayed. I don't know what happened exactly. This is 20, 35 years ago. Yeah, but your brother Tom was always getting into trouble at shows. He only got thrown out of two Local age shows and only went to jail in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only video of one of them being done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is this the oh. guy that we had to sort of uh, pay off Shank Hall to get him in to the last Local age show there?
1: Because he wasn't vaxxed
0: oh, yeah. or something? Oh, yeah, it was. He wasn't oh, was vaxxed.
2: That Tom? Or... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tom and Always uh, starting uh, trouble.
1: Mike Reese, the old drummer of Good and Plenty and the bass player of Good and Plenty. I'm so, vexed.
2: So, Joe Kelly knows about this. He knows.
1: I think he did. I brought it up to him when, uh, way back in the day when the Beard Nuts opened for failure in Local H on that tour.
2: Right. So, and Joe said, Kelly, hey. oh, okay, I'm sorry. You said,
1: hey. I, I told him then. I said, hey, you kicked my brother in the head at a Lost Cause show. He goes, yeah, I think I did, but, uh, you know, whatever. That was a long time ago. But, uh, Joe Kelly's a crazy He's He's got a lot of stories Yeah He's got a little A little attention span
2: too The question is Can he remember Any of the stories
1: Maybe he'll remember Remember things differently Well I, I saw
2: Joe Play the other night uh, Beer Nuts Who were supposed to Be broken up Like four years ago They put their last show But, but not you know.
0: retired Broken up But not retired Well no It's
2: it was, When they say It's their last show It's supposed to be You know But they were doing a, a benefit for a friend of ours, Bobby, who plays a black actress. And he he's not doing too well right now, so uh, he needs some money for medical bills. He's doing better now, but... Uh, so Beer Nuts played, and it was... I don't know if it was because they were sober or if I've got a short attention span myself or a short memory, but it was it was at least better than any show since the 90s. Herb was on fire. Uh, Literally? Huh? Literally? Was it early? No, it was late. No, was he literally on fire? (laughs) No, he was not literally on fire. But he was horrified at the lyrics. I don't think the lyrics to 13 have aged very well. Not that they they were ever politically correct. but uh, So tonight's show is not going to be... It's not going to age well. I mean, it's not going to age very well from the time that we're... Recording it to the time that it comes
1: out. So when you record a song about a 13-year-old, and you have to think about it as you're older, the song stays the same age, but you get older.
2: All right, Matthew McConaughey.
1: (laughs) Doesn't age well, like you're saying.
2: Well, I mean, the lyrics were always meant to be, shall we say, satirical? It's good enough for Elvis Presley. It's good enough for Jerry Lee, it's good enough for Michael Jackson, and it's good enough Star. for me.
1: You know, Ringo just sing a song. You're 16.
2: Well, this is 13.
1: Know, and and, and wait to step on. Wait to step
2: on the punchline.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. What, what kind of sidekick are you,
2: Mark. So when we see you next week, will
1: you be settled in? Next week I'll be in the same place here, but then the week after I'm going back to the other Airbnb.
0: Holy and j- shit it's it's like six weeks why do you keep why didn't you just if if you could once you moved into this Airbnb why didn't you just stay here until you get your actually this house? one
1: sucks this is just a little garage we, just, we had to pick something we had a short time to get it and we just picked it <clears throat> and we almost got struck by lightning <laughs> I guess that's a sign that says we shouldn't have came here but I'm really close to getting hBO max I gotta I gotta catch up on the Caribbean enthusiasm, it's 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 time.
2: Holy shit, did you watch Barry the other night, Ben? No, I haven't yet. Oh.
1: Is that an HBO Max?
2: Oh my God. You know how every season has its episode, and you wait for it? This is the one. Cool. This I'm is psyched. the one. This is the one. You knew it was coming, but man, when it comes, you're like,
1: what? Am I going to like it? I
0: don't know, you don't like good stuff. Someone's knocking at my door. Uh, oh Jesus, it's the reefer police.
2: <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just keep the mic on, um, Gabe. We'll, we'll call yeah. the police. Uh-oh, I think we, I think we just lost Gabe. Is, is he gone? Do you see him? Ben? Hey everybody, it's Joe Kelly. Hey everybody. Joe. How you doing? Right on. You alright? Hey, can you say
3: will my mom be able to listen to this?
2: Like your mom? Yeah. I mean I do you he swear and stuff? You you can fucking swear. Oh. Cock shit balls. Yes, There you go. Right. right out of the gate.
3: Does your mom only listen to stuff that's cock got swear balls? words? Here, here's something. Speak with my mom. Uh <laughs> you guys might dig this. Um We might. So my mom, I'll, I'll make it quick. Too my late. mom grew up in um, Georgetown, right? Yeah. And their house backed up to William Blatty's house. Peter William, William Blatty. William Peter. Blattie. William Blatty. William, William Peter Blatty. W P B. They just knew him as they just knew him as Bill. Okay. So, right. uh, so there was four girls, you know, they, you know, Catholic girls, you know, living in Georgetown. It, it was, you know, the fifties so come 1973 right Mm -hmm. the exorcist comes out my mom is just coming out of the woodstock era hippie born again christian that movie comes out, the exorcist right right yeah she ends up going into psychiatric care because of it and the place she the place she went was where they based one flew over the cuckoo's nest in Jersey's place. Marble. So I'll tell you what, you know what my mom's name is? What? Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> oh. Put her into the nut
2: house. <laughs> I True was going to make a Reagan joke earlier than I thought. No, nah, it's too obvious. <laughs> so the other night you took the beer nuts out of retirement for, for benefit for Bobby.
3: Yeah. We haven't played in four years. And um, I actually literally haven't played a guitar in four years. It sounded
2: you like. It. <laughs> <laughs> so and, I mean, uh, but you guys—that was you, that, the band was retired, quit, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't do. Yeah, I mean,
3: that you was the last. You know that why.
2: was the last show, right? Yeah,
3: it was the last show we did a couple of years ago, but right. you know why? I just can't.
2: You know why? Can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's just it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, so you so you, you you go back on your. You word know, do you imagine you brought it out for Bobby?
3: Yeah, because you know everybody. He, he, I know he could use the help, and he's a great. You know, we still consider him a kid, and you know the shitty thing about doing benefits is the pay sucks. And <laughs> 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 I don't want our band to be associated with like. Katie's kids and stuff, because, you know, it could come back to bite them in the ass.
1: Oh, what's yeah. the song?
2: You know, and I just like, you know, I'll donate my money. I don't think uh, I've seen you guys as uh, tight. I was going to say tight, but I think the word is sober since the 90s. You guys seem pretty, pretty straight on last night, but you guys didn't show up until about 10 minutes before you went on. Was that the plan to, like, stay away? Well, I I don't know what everybody else's plan is,
3: Um, but if we 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 just we did a a small sound check, a short sound check, and we ran through the songs we're going to do because we haven't played. And if I started drinking then at six, yeah, and then where what do I do?
2: Yeah, no, I mean you guys all showed up at the same time. I showed up like maybe like sixty seconds before you guys came in, and everybody's like, "Where are they?" I don't know where they are. I go. They'll be here. And then yeah. out, of, out of the shadows, all of you came at the same time like it was completely planned. It was kind of scary. Don't you hate that? You're like 18, you know, well, I not hate it, but what time are you playing? I don't know.
3: We'll, we'll play when we play. I don't, does it really matter what time, you know, what the timing is?
2: You're here it to matters. have a good
3: time, right?
2: Listen, are you going to be a professional or not, Joe? <laughs>
3: Midnight. How? how hey, you- I was here on time. Yeah, you were. <laughs> how, how did Beer Nuts get started? So Beer Nuts, uh, me and Bonesy, who, uh, Bonesy was in the original Discharge, mm-hmm. and, you know, he played the drums. He's the inventor of the D-beat, I guess. Uh, He's the inventor brother of what? It's called the D-beat, the Discharge Beat, okay. the English hardcore beat, puncha poochah. I So you said he was,
2: he was uh, the, the inventor of the DB like that's not right the d beat okay the, the d, d beat. beat the d beat okay go on butcha, butcha, butcha. and uh we
3: were we were in the traveling band for ministry in 90 both him and i and we would get playing for everything uh-huh. and um some stuff was valid some stuff was but i didn't care and so but it was kind of intense you know a lot of drug abuse I and mean, i was a kid and you know, people, you know, some people are dying and shit. And it was just
2: intense. How old were you when you were in ministry? Like 21. Okay. Bonesy was,
3: Bonesy was a little older than me. Oh, the best part was I, uh, <laughs> you know, me and tuning, right? Guitars. Mm-hmm. I was hired to be a guitar tech. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we ended up getting kicked out, Bonesy and I. And then we were just at the Relieveville Tap, you know, the Relieveville Tap, the the Cubs bar during the day, the rock and roll bar at night, right next to the Metro. That was our our place. And uh, so we were just sitting around, just started writing songs and wanted to do anything. But what that was, that seriousness, that intensity, you know. And then Beer Nuts was right there. You know, right, the, the candies, and that's how it started. Just started as a total laugh, and then uh, I mean, we weren't looking for anything. We weren't looking, weren't looking for a record deal. We weren't looking. We were barely looking for a gig. We just wanted to have fun and write songs. Right, and then you came along, and we're like, "Hey, it'd be great if you guys came on the road with us."
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So that Which, was before you guys recorded a record, right?
3: It was all at the same time. I think we recorded the record,
2: you were on the record singing, right? Yeah, I believe it was after that tour though. Pretty sure.
3: It was, it was kind of close in there. The same, Same. yeah, because you know, I, can't, I don't remember, Kenny and Leanne didn't play on the record. We had Zelanko come in at the last minute and do the drums. And right. then it was just Jay, and then it was just Jay and I. But the record recording those vocals was Nash, you, uh, who else was in there? there was Everybody was in there.
2: Herb was in yeah. there. Yeah, there was. I think
3: no, but was there was some Connell other there, like, or
2: was it uh, McIntyre? Yeah, but
3: there? I want to say, I want to say, was there was some other like you know indie type people Nat in there? Yeah, Herb was in there. Mike may have been in there.
2: He might have been too but cool. You, you had a lot of girls in there because. Yeah, uh, For the uh, Suck My Dick line, you had it just yes. all girls. Well, you, you
3: know what that's dick. from. Ben, you know what that's from. Well, we used the sample from Thelma and Louise.
2: So on oh. the record, there's a sample
3: <laughs> Suck My Dick. Really? The deal with that record was it just all happened, and we were on Hollywood. And then as we were making the record, they gave us money, blah, blah, blah. We went to L.A. twice to those festivals. Was it? Not the CMJ, the...
2: Mm,
3: in Hollywood?
0: Demi Moore in uh, G.I. Jane says suck my dick.
1: <laughs> Does she?
2: I've heard it a lot. <laughs> I think Jada Pinkett says it too. <laughs>
3: anyway, so we're on Hollywood, and that's right when Disney bought them.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> and they were just like,
2: no, yeah, they uh, they said suck know, my they, dick.
3: Yeah, they said suck,
2: suck, suck
3: my Mickey
2: Pete. Yeah. But they came to desired. us. What is they it?
3: Had already given us the money, and um, to make the record, which wasn't much Hollywood did, but you know they uh, said look, you know, we have a contractor. We you could sue us if you wanted. Right, we're Disney. <laughs> and instead, they just they gave us the, because you know when you make a record for somebody else, they own it all until right. you pay them back, right? Or whatever you do. I don't know what. Now it's completely different, I'm sure. But they just gave us the rights to it, and then we just were able to put it out ourselves. So we ended up selling it kind of like drugs, really. Yeah. You no, know, here, here you go. You know, it was a oh, yeah. You know, the bar behind the uh, bar. <laughs> Out of the backseat of your car at the old herb's car yeah, yeah. At the bar <laughs> so we probably made more money doing it that way than a lot of those bands at the time did probably, probably. Right? And we didn't owe anybody anything
2: yeah well you guys showed up for that first gig just falling out well, of the van like like it was cheech and chong well it was it was the middle it was february i think
3: great time to tour the more the northwest Scott. No problem. I mean, the Northeast. Great. You're welcome. And we, the first gig, we did a gig in New York City at the Green Door for uh, Jesse and Howie Pyro. That was their party. Yeah. You know, Howie Pyro just passed away. And we were somehow really good friends with them. And it um, was upstairs at Coney Island High. Both Joey and Johnny Ramone were there, but they weren't talking to each other. Like they mm-hmm. distinctly pretended that each other weren't there. Right. Somebody in our band, if, if we would have brought it to the hospital, it would have been OG. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a picture. There's a picture existing with my dick in someone's ear. That's how passed out they were. Right. <laughs> so the next, so the next day, I mean, you could use your imagination. Yeah. The next day, we met you guys in like Albany. Yeah, and if you listen to our record, the very beginning is is Herb waking up. Whoa! Where are we going? Right. You know, and then giving me directions. Yeah. Like, oh, where to go? <laughs>
2: <All> <laughs> you
3: right. know, 990. Well, it's shorter <laughs> if you take. He still does that. Yeah, and that this has happened more than twice with her, especially touring back then. So you know, most clubs are in shithole neighborhoods. You know, and uh, it was you no know, Rochester, maybe it was, uh-huh. was shittier than Albany. Herb's a notorious, you know, you just go to near the club and then you get you ask somebody where where it is, right? You know, some somebody on the street and like, hey, uh, where's the Cactus Club? All right, right down there, you know, right down there. He's like, all right, good buddy. Backs up, hits the guy's car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's
3: done that more than twice. Like, hey, it's cool.
2: <laughs> it's oh, cool. Sorry, we got to get out of here.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that was the gig where Dick... Our drummer's name was, you know,
2: poor Leanne. Poor Leanne. Poor Leanne. Put up with that. I mean, poor Leanne. I wish Be I could call
3: her Dickless. A Just in general, having to deal yeah. with us and me
2: and Herb. I mean, who,
3: I'm up I'm front. This about a repentant
2: person that I'm talking to. Oh, my Lord. Well, what but about she that? Sa- she Go
3: signed ahead. her name. Some kid asked her for honor because the first show, we were like really good and on it. And some some kids were, you know, she was... For a chick drummer back then, she was really hot. She'd wear a bikini top and all these 14, 15-year-olds would be like, what? And she'd be out there. She would sign her autograph, Dickles.
2: No, she had a line. She had a line of kids, like, waiting for an autograph and a kiss. And it was like, you know, like, you know, they didn't care about us. They didn't care about failure. They they just wanted this... Well, I didn't They wanted to meet her. We all know that. So, but yeah. (laughs) And then, God bless
3: Gabe. I wish he was here. Uh,
0: He'll be here in like four uh, minutes, he said.
3: Because Gabe would, would, I mean, God bless Gabe and poor Gabe. Because I know Gabe was not psyched on us being on that trip. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But he would get paid. He would get us paid before we played. Because Wes and Herb ran out during high five motherfucker naked and this was like this was like a real all ages big radio show there's a lot of kids there and the owner of the club came storming into the dressing room which one of you bands was out there naked in front of all these kids and without a beat we all looked at each other and said failure (laughs) (laughs) The guy goes storming out, probably to their dressing room. Yeah, and they were just like, uh. <laughs> <It> "Was that <laughs> awesome. That's probably why they liked you guys so much. <laughs> Failure. Yeah. Do you remember the roadies? They were these uh, real green kids on that tour. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they left when they left after Chicago. <laughs> they were
0: seasoned. They, they, weren't, green. Two. No, they, <laughs> they weren't, weren't green anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, I like the the, the, the the sound check for that first show was still the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. So that was seen. in
3: Pittsburgh.
2: Is that the one Pittsburgh, where I it? got
3: electrocuted and fell off the drum stool. <laughs> <laughs> the electric banana.
2: Electric banana in Pittsburgh. No, I'm pretty sure it was the first show because we hadn't met yet. And you okay. were trying to hang up your, uh, your, your backdrop. And I just yeah. walked over and I said, no, no, no backdrop. And you turned to me and you're like, who are you? And, <laughs> and her, we used to, like, wear glasses. Like, used to wear glasses
3: this, like that. It used to look a little poindexter. Used like to look the one like that you're LD. wearing right now. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. Used to look like an LD. You know the LD right out of Columbia.
2: Larry David. Yeah. Yeah. LD. Right.
3: Well, the way you, yeah. So I'm hanging the backdrop up on top of a drum throne, and it's Dickless's drum throne. So it wasn't all together. if there's any drummers out there. When it's it, so, I'm standing on it. It was loose, and so the top of it fell off, and I fell. Everything's miked.
2: Everything I fell, in,
3: and the big prong that sticks up—yeah, metal prong—just went right into my hip. It's miked that I was like, <laughs> ah! and then it's I was like, I'm, still hurts. It still hurts
2: today. All you could see was your feet, and the PA was still on, so you could just hear yourself going, "Oh." Oh, 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 Well, everything was fine, and then you, he, Herb, was helping you, and then he just like oh, he was like just he goes ah fuck this, walks away, and you would like turn, you're like Herb, Herb, and you turning made the drum drum go whoop, and it turned, and then you went off.
3: Yeah, it was just it was a drum throw, and so the top wasn't yeah. an on, op- and it just went boom, and then you know like it's like this. That metal piece is like this. Yeah. But Then there was a time in Pittsburgh, the banana, and we're soundcheck. The banana? So we, is that we, the name we, of the club in Pittsburgh Electric again? banana. We go in and they feed you. It's on stilts.
2: Okay.
3: It's not yeah. Bogarts. It's Bogarts. Uh, we played at Bogarts with my old first band with the Mentors. <laughs> uh-huh. We toured with them. Oh, man, that was... <laughs> That was life changing, but, uh, electric there, you know, it's one of those places the guy goes in, Oh, you got to put tinfoil on the back of your amp. You know, it's just like, Oh, right. Cause you were buzzing. But he, everybody does. Right. You know, it's like a thing. And so, uh, my, our, my gear wasn't up to stuff. And I went to the mic and I saw an arc, an electric arc. Uh-huh. Yay!
1: <laughs> Is that it? That's him. Joe, can you hear me? Yeah. How's my connection? It, it's. You sound great. You look good. Sounds, a little shiny. Sound good. A little you shiny. A Listen, I heard Joe Kelly's story about them going out naked at one of the shows and the, the club owner asking, who the hell was that? You guys were a riot. <laughs> you guys yeah, were what? A riot? Yes. But I, remember, but I poor, remember the Poor
2: poor, game when,
3: I'm sure when Scott goes Hey, uh, we're going to bring the beer And style with this And he's just like oh,
1: Great <laughs> No, you guys livened up the show Because I remember I remember one of the first reactions I think it was In Pittsburgh or somewhere But somebody was yelling out What are you guys, 40? <laughs> That was twenty years ago. So you must be sick.
2: No, they yelled that they yelled that out to Joe because he took his shirt off after like the third song. And he were waiting Joe's wearing a you're uh, wearing a wife beater and you start the <laughs> next song and then some guy goes, What are you forty? And Herb thought that was the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> Rather than try to steamroll over it, he he highlighted it. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's just so
3: many jokes that we all know that the only a few of us will think are funny, <laughs> you know, like the laugh down punk rock jokes. <laughs> Speaking of which game bad yeah. religion. Come on. What do you don't like bad religion? Uh, who does like bad religion? I don't well, know. I can't listen. name, I
2: can't, I can't name two songs. Sure you can.
1: Listen, put yourself 30 years ago in 1980 something when they put out like, you know, the first couple albums, you know, how could it help be any worse? You know, back to the known, even stuff Yeah, suffer, you know what? Now, from, they, they, they sound, still like sound the, the same dolls. today. Yeah, but you can see there's the same about AC/DC. Yeah, but the Goo Goo Dolls.
2: Wait,
3: actually their Actually, the first record wasn't that bad. The Goo Goo
2: Dolls. What kind I mean, of world they're, they're is, cool. is happening right now? <laughs> Joe <laughs> Kelly's <laughs> defending the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm only
0: saying. <laughs> Gabe's that talking shit about ACDC.
1: About...
0: <laughs> what is A- happening A- oh, ACDC? ACDC
1: sounds the same as they did since the beginning, just like Bad Religion. But No, they don't. <laughs> they're close enough.
2: Oh, it <laughs> ain't broke. I just uh, yeah. How far <laughs> getting, back? Did,
1: how, how far back did you guys go? I sorry, I
0: missed. That came on a little late. How, how far back did you? Hey, start?
2: did you um? We're, we're done. No. Yeah, we're done, yeah.
3: man. Yeah, it's over. tell me the story again? about
0: when he was born. What was going on in the hospital? That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how, how did? Is, how did you get? How did you get in ministry? How did that happen? Well, it all was kind
3: of that pale head thing. Jorgensen was just out of his mind. And, you know, his big hit was Halloween. And back then, like, when I got in, a, when you get in hardcore, there's just this time where everything else sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Everything before just doesn't matter. You right. know, Zeppelin, the you know, except for the who, for me, but Zeppelin, you know, when you're in a gym, you know, all that shit's just out the window. And, Everything, if it's not fucking hardcore, you know, All right. heavy guitar, it's just right. who cares?
2: Kill your so, idols, man.
3: Yeah. So he was, you know, Ministry was kind of a big deal because he was from here, and then he did the palehead stuff. It's wanted some like credibility by hanging out with like some skin, the skinhead type, you know, hardcore dudes, and then he came to our shows, a couple of our shows with Lost Cause, and. He asked me to just come to the studio, and I think it was because he couldn't write lyrically because he was really starting to party hard. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I just started hanging out in the studio. And then I was there for a year, <laughs> and then he asked me to be the guitar tech, which, as you know, <laughs> I can't tune a fish. Yeah. But... um and then I just want, you know, oh, you know, we're going on a tour. We need a guitar tech. We want you to come sing this Palehead stuff. And I was like, great. You know, I was 21, hardly had a place to live, couch surfing as it was. And it was a ride, you know, it was the, uh, the fence, the first fence tour.
2: So, you know, where there was a 13-foot fence. Right. They brought yeah. that back
3: out recently. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. This fence, the fence we had was literally industrial, like the razor fence. Like if you put your hands in it, it would. The stuff they got out now is just like regular uh-huh. fence, dog, yeah, Yeah, like a dog kennel fence. Well, did you go? Hey, Gabe, Gabe, were you at the Exploited UK sub show at Metro? No, no. That
1: I, I mean, what, I was into hardcore, but I wasn't into punk. You know what I mean?
3: What about what about the first suicidal show at Metro?
1: I wasn't at that show, but I did see Lost Cause open for suicidal at the Riv. Yes, in 87, <laughs> 88, 87. In 87. and I got
3: <laughs> I had gotten into uh, I thought that I thought that metal and rap was going to be the next huge thing,
1: <laughs>
3: oh, which, it was, which it was, which it was. So I started doing like metal rap, uh, metal rap songs.
1: Yeah. I remember because here, here's the thing. I, I was talking to my brother earlier today. I said, Hey, we're going to have Joe Kelly on the podcast. Do you want me to bring up this, the time when he kicked you in the head at the rib with the suicidal show? And you, you, you know, you almost got knocked out. He goes, ah, he just laughed. But you, you know what? Did. I think
3: I have a, I think I have a picture of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you were probably like skanking to the front of the stage. Cause that stage is so tall. you probably yeah. playing where's Babylon. Doing your yeah. thing. And uh he just got kicked in the head and, and that was you who did it. And he never forgave before it. What's stage is no,
2: tall? The, the riv. The riv is not a tall stage. Well it's it's perfect for getting
3: kicked in the head. What about Kino Core? You're talking about like Kino, Beautiful Bird? Kenosha, Kenosha Core.
1: Beautiful Bird, and the what's what's that band he had? Ten ninety six. Ten ninety six from uh,
3: Kenosha? Oh my, oh my god. Scott D wonder we went nope. we went up there a couple of times. You guys must have had it you guys must have had a real rough up in Zion. I mean, when guys from Kenosha are like, Well, at least we're not from Zion. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I remember about Zion growing up was like that's where you went to fish because of all the hot water
2: discharge. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> that's where you go to like, fish.
3: oh it's great fishing up there because of the, the nuclear discharge yeah the lake. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, that's where we used to go swimming. <laughs> why I never get sick <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was your first band then first band was lost cause
3: oh here's some cool
2: there wasn't so a band well, before lost cause though like no. one that we don't know about that you would like us no not to well know I
3: I was I did try out and was hired to be the next singer of life sentence
0: but
2: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> you know they just it's just uh they didn't do it for me um, and then, <laughs> so then I start, we started Lost Cause, and it was me. We were all in the same high school. We knew each other, and we were young. But where we started rehearsing was it was at like 2020 North Clark, because that's where our, our drummer, who was 13 at the time, his mom lived. It was in the basement there. Yeah. And upstairs, David Mamet was renting it out. Wait, what? And he was writing the Untouchable screenplay. uh, Because right next to it at 2022 is where the Saint Valentine's Day massacre occurred. So he was there trying to soak it up. Yeah. Yeah. And he would yell down at us and we would just be like, "Fuck!" we were like, fuck you to anybody. But we were so loud and so bad. I mean, right on Clark Street, just, you know, wailing. And our friends would do it, too. And we'd run out. Who the fuck? You know, who the fuck? We're the greatest band in the world. <laughs> He's up there. Like- we sound like, you know, we, we sounded, I think we sounded like not by choice. I'm pretty sure we sound a little DRI ish, but like not by setting out, hey, we're going to sound like DRI. you
2: You're like, we're the world's greatest band. He's like, I'm the world's greatest playwright. And it's just playwright, a playwright. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. C
3: fucking-
2: <laughs> chords are for closers. So you go from Lost Cause to.
3: Yeah, so I was in Lost Cause on and off for a while. Um, we did a bunch. Of, one, one time we toured with the mentors, and uh, they—I was—we were really young, and my, we were all degenerate, so we loved the mentors. Come on, <laughs> free fix for a fuck. Gabe, you know the words. Uh-huh.
1: No, but I was always afraid of that band because <laughs> of the hoods. You know, it's so like
3: yeah, the black hoods. Well, that get, that gets to the rest of the story. They go, "Hey, Joey." We're uh, next show is in Toronto, Canada, but we've got some pornography charges in Canada. I don't think they're going to let us in. So we might be there. We might not be. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we go to Toronto. and I think Das Damon was playing with this Das Damon. Das Damon. Yeah. Das Damon. Yeah. And we play our set, and the owner's going, hey, man, where are those guys? You know, and we're like, well, they were right behind us. They're right down the road. This guy goes up to say listen, I'll give you guys $3,000 if you put on the hoods and do a mentor set. <laughs> right? And I'm like, we knew their songs. But, I mean, I thought about it for three seconds, and I was like, you know, I don't feel like it. It was a heavy, it was at the Elma Combo, and it was a heavy biker contingent. And they don't really have guns up there. Back then, so like stabbings were, it was a big stabbing. <laughs> I didn't feel like getting stabbed
2: by the. You're afraid of being. Ontario
3: Hells Angels for
2: <laughs> putting on a hood. You take a bow and your hood falls off, and then they go, hey. Get <laughs> anyway, that's one of the many mentor stories. So the time you are in ministry, that seems like a really good time to be in ministry. Was it? Or was it just, it's all oh, yeah. a bad time to be in ministry?
3: No, that tour was insane. And I mean, I mean, it's it's known what Al did. Like, So Al would get the money from Sire, right? Like, And he was always asked for money. I think it was like a million bucks. Plus he got a million dollars for the Nickelodeon commercial. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A flat out Nickelodeon commercial. It was a thousand bucks. I mean, a million dollars. And... um so when we were on the road he'd be like hey we're gonna go uh deep sea fishing so everybody's gotta chip in right and me and phones would look at each other like chip in and we would just start dancing at two mm-mm, bop, bop, mm-mm, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> like you know we're not fucking paying for this shit you just got a million dollars and then he would be like oh, okay that's what you mean but um <laughs> yeah, we brought on the, uh, the Shoko PA that we we're putting into clubs and it was just the loudest, loudest fucking thing. ever. I mean, it was insane uh, how loud it was. And the set was good. There was like no, no, you know, no filler, no disco. And then we got out of that and I was bones and I were kicked out. But it was it was like double secret probation. Cause Al, the manager of the band was Al's wife. Mm-hmm. So when, she, when shit went wrong, she'd be like, Oh, it's Joe and bones. And she's just like, I've had enough. I've had enough. Uh, so we still did like Lollapalooza after that, when they did Lollapalooza with the chili right. peppers and ice cube. You got any good, uh, ice
2: tea stories? <laughs> ice. It wasn't ice tea. It was ice cube. The second year. That's not what I meant. I just wondered if you you know, had ice tea stories. Uh, Ice tea stories. Okay, I'm just kidding. Really? I'm just kidding. I Actually, up. Ice I, Cube. Go for Ice Cube. I think I do have a good ice tea story. I mean, I'll bet there's a million great ice tea stories, but there's probably three good Ice Cube stories in the yeah. Entire world. Yeah. Well, what was cool was our
3: dressing. Was, you know, they, he was just coming. Ice Cube was just coming off intense time in his life where he was being threatened. Yeah. So he hired, and it was no joke. You know, like those biggie. You know, you know, you've yeah. seen the movies. Yeah. uh Friday. So he hired Nation of Islam to be a security. And so their dressing was always right next to us. And so these guys were dressed like Nation of Islam, he fully strapped. Yeah. Like you couldn't go in there, you know, things lightened up as you know, after the first week or so when they realized how fucking you know crazy it was. But that was that was pretty intense. I don't, you know, it it comes to a point where you can only fuck around so much. You know, the next thing
2: you know, next thing you know, you're on the news. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to mess around with with the the nation. nation.
3: No. (laughs) Hold on. Hey, Sherry! Get that meatloaf! Meatloaf!
2: I never know what she's doing up there. She's probably enjoying a few minutes' peace. Knowing that you're you're occupied for a little bit. <laughs> like, thank God, oh, yeah. Calgon, take me away. Hey,
3: Ben, you're like the movie guy, right, Ben?
0: Yeah.
2: Somebody's movie. Here's
3: something that nobody knows. You guys aren't going to believe this, but I lost my virginity at Roger Ebert's house. <laughs> nobody does know that.
2: That's true. <laughs>
3: yeah. Except you might know it. I don't know. I probably told you 20 times. Right? So
2: how was he? Did he treat you good?
3: uh a <laughs> okay. good
2: deal it was to i dream of Genie stepdaughter is the was the one was the girl
3: i had to watch his house and it was right on lincoln avenue right at lincoln and orchard and you're I, watching roger ebert's house i had to watch his house because the, the pipes broke so somebody had to be there to let the plumber in to fix the pipes
0: and how did know, you get that my, job
3: my mother knew him from uh a uh 12-step program movies. that is supposed to be anonymous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I actually, what the better part of the story is she would go to movies with him all the time that he reviewed. And so I went to a couple movies with him. And one, I think, was Tootsie. So I went with him. Oh, yeah. Know, and and uh, he loved that theater on Lincoln Avenue. It's still there, I think. It's still a big theater. Lincoln right uh on the east side of Are you Lincoln. Is that my biograph? No, it's way north. It's almost in, I think it's in Skokie. Because hmm. it's, it, I don't know if it's still there, but he liked going he liked going to on that one because it was a big screen. It was never that crowded. And then um I think I saw um what was that movie? They did a remake of it with a Serpentine Shell. Serpentine. What was it? The end with the uh, the in-laws,
2: yes. Saw that one with him. So you're from Chicago.
3: I was born in Jersey. Okay. Right? And my family lived in Jersey. and Then I moved here in 78, maybe. Okay. And I was like sixth grade. And then um, I got sent to military school in Indiana. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
3: Seventh grade.
2: I mean, how bad do you have to be to get sent to I wasn't that bad military school in Indiana. Yeah. Seventh then, grade j- Jesuit. And then when
3: I had my own Canada. gun and then the same thing happened in Canada, I was, you know, I, I ended up going to school in Canada for two You're years. Trying to was,
2: dodge the draft. <laughs> What's going on? Both times,
3: both times this happened. My mom, my grandfather gave me a car and they are like, Hey, we're going to go for a ride. I'm like, okay. Except for Canada. They're like, Hey, we're gonna go to Canada for the weekend. Let's go. you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, uh, we go there and then we go pull up to the school. Oh, looks cool. There's a bunch of dudes running around we're like do the tour. And they're like, all right, you're staying. We'll send your clothes here next week. Yeah, that happened twice. Once was <laughs> no. You once. fell
2: over it both times. Well,
3: what are you gonna do? Uh, but Canada was great. I don't know if you guys were spent time up in Toronto. Any of you guys? Other than a, a tour. Yeah. Like drinking yeah, ages, yeah. drinking drinks yeah. was eighteen back then so if you're 13 14 I didn't have any parents. In order for me to go to school there they had yeah. to ha- I had to have access to a certain amount of money at all times like it was part of the deal
2: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> I discovered uh, I discovered that's where I discovered drugs basically way to go parents um, a lot of great music a lot of bands gave couldn't get in the states that could get into Canada. Because it was all Lover part of boy. the Commonwealth. Loverboy. Uh, oh, Loverboy. Right. Who's Who's the other one? Um, April Wine. <laughs> April Wine. April Wine.
2: Paolas. Aldo you Nova. You've
3: got the eyes of a stranger.
2: Bob Rock. Wait, that was the name of that band? Paolas the, was the name of that yeah, band? Yeah, it was Bob Rock. That song was a huge hit in Canada. I had no idea that that was Bob Rock, and that that was Please, called well, Paolas. Yeah. Gabe, how, uh, how blown is your mind right now?
1: I didn't know that Bob Rock had a band before he was a producer.
2: Yeah, the
3: Paolas.
1: And ah, he's Canadian, out of Vancouver. How many Please years did you, you say- live
2: in Canada, Gabe?
1: Been to Canada? It's a big town. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're, you're no Magellan, are you, Gabe? It's a it's a country.
1: I know. We we had some good times on, on tour, but that's about it.
3: Oh, so gabe what was the what
1: was the first hardcore metro show you went to gabe oh man i that that suicidal show in 87 that that was to join the army tour at the metro it's, that one's at what the at the where you guys opened for the what metro was the,
3: what was the first metro hardcore
1: show that's a good question because i didn't make it to the metro for a lot of hardcore shows early on most of my shows were metal shows yeah
3: uh, but what metal show oh speaking of metal McGee, who did sound for us the other day, you guys all know Mike Mike McGee. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, he totally fucked it up.
3: (laughs) He had the worst gig in rock and roll. It had, can you imagine being Dave Mustaine's personal assistant two and a half fucking years?
2: Yeah, every time. God, I mean, you could never like it. Wouldn't matter what Mike McGee ever did to you to make you angry. Like the other day, he was making fun of Ray Liotta really made me angry but uh you got to remember that that guy toured with dave mustaine for a long time two and a half years people hurt people you know it's that's fucking insane
3: (laughs) well so my story is when i was a kid i worked at metro when i was like 17 it was the loader position it was 25 bucks a show and you were there just to carry stuff up the stuff up the stairs yeah And then you get the band's beer. So I was like fucking super popular kid. Like, oh, here's a kid with the beer. Can we get more beer? I mean, I partied a lot with the replacements, with Monty and those guys, even Bob back then. Um, Mostly Monty, and of course Tom. But um, Mustang—they were opening. It was you remember? It was Megadeth and uh, King Diamond. King Diamond. Oh, it was Megadeth, Merciful Fate, I think, or one of those. Who's
1: Merciful Fate? Merciful Fate.
3: Megadeth, Merciful Fate show. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they they also played Kenosha that year, too.
3: And they had the haunted house <laughs> on stage. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm there. You know, one of my things is to, like, walk walk the band up or whatever the stairs, and Miss Dane goes. And I'm, just, I'm, like, just this fucking kid. And he goes, hey, man, have a swig. You know, you can't say no. You know, you look like a pussy or something, you know. So I take a swig. He goes, ah you got you got AIDS now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... I was like, ah, so do you. <laughs> what a prick. And then I was, another time, I was working for them with the Aragon. And this has happened with two different bands. And I don't give a fuck. Uh, I went on in case they're 4x12. For other people, it's just where the uh, amp. Yeah. It's like 4x12. Yeah. Do the math. And there was a syringe sitting on the top of the fucking amp. I loaded it. That happened for them. Like what the fuck? And who's that other? those other clowns, Black Crows? <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, watch, watch,
2: So you you working at Aragon a lot lately, or just every once in a while?
3: Well, I'm semi retired. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm probably gonna work on the new uh, Bears Stadium in Arlington Heights, and then I'll, I'll be fully retired once that happens. Oh, is that happening? They're they're oh they're yeah, they're, there's already a design. I got, probably shouldn't say it, but it just hasn't been released to the public yet. So, What are they going to the do with the old Bears stadium? Let the fire play there. I don't know. Women's <laughs> soccer. I thought all soccer was women's. Uh, oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a big deal. I guess it's a big deal in England. Football. <laughs> I like soccer. What about... Uh, what was that place in Milwaukee where everybody used to play in the basement? The
2: Unicorn. The Unicorn. with What was the guy's name? Was it Gus. Sal? Gus. Gus! <laughs> Gus! <laughs> he ran a good restaurant. He made good food.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You go up there and you get fed. Yeah, The Unicorn. What, what, up, what bands did you see up there, Gabe?
1: <laughs> Every band. Every band okay. played The Unicorn. Or we, we went to Our, Odd Rock B- Cafe. B- J- BJK, BJK. finished target core band. No, BJK, I BJK. I saw MDC up there in '88, and there was a there was a, a herd of Nazis that took over the crowd, took over the the pit, and they basically just saluted the band and said "fuck you" and this and that, and and then they stopped the show and everybody kicked them out. You know, you know how it was back then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like it I is, I, like it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. How did how did you get on all those shows back in the day? I mean, you uh, must well, have opened. How many bands did you open for back with Lost Cause? I mean, well, so
3: what, what what happened was I started working there, like right the, the day I started working there, we started Lost
2: Cause, right? So those guys kind of liked
3: me at Metro. At Metro, okay. So I was kind of a personal and um. um you know, I left a good impression. They really liked me until you know I fucked up too many times. But they'd be like, "Hey, you want to play in a show?" So I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, how about Naked Reagan? And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. So the first show we played was a sold out Reagan show. And then what would happen was Jesus. they um, every every Sunday there was a hardcore show, right? Four bands. Sean Duffy and for, if you're if there's four hardcore bands traveling, one of them's not going to make it.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, it's just a given and so they'd be like, oh, a band dropped out do you want to play? A hundred bucks and a case of beer I'm like, sure, you know, of course and then um, that's how it happened, and then of course I would get my, you know the bad brains, it was first of the bad, I'm like, oh my God, I gotta play with the bad brains stuff like that, yeah, people got pissed I can see how they would got pissed <laughs> fucking, uh, what's his name, that fucking uh, clown uh What's this, you know, the Screeching weasel guy?
2: Yeah, Ben. He wrote
3: the scene rep- Yeah, that clown. He wrote the uh, scene report and, and in a sense called me Bon Joey. Bon <laughs> Joey of Lost Claws.
2: Well, you know, I don't want to say you've come out on top over that guy, but I, I think you have. Yeah, imagine
3: being that guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, it was funny watching the show the other night, like, it, there was a few people that were around me that I can tell had never seen a beer nuts show before. So it's kind of funny. Like, I was like, like yeah, was Bobby's like, mom, like Bobby's yeah. mom and his sister who yeah. come yeah. out
3: historically crying afterwards.
2: Historically you know how, crying.
3: <laughs> historically. Yes. And hysterically, you, you know how well all of us, you know, if someone, if someone is about to start crying, we're running the other way. <laughs> we're not here. Oh, what's wrong? Right. You know, uh, oh, what can we do? To, I mean, we're, I mean, you know who I'm talking about, but yeah. we're emotionally fucking vapid. We are yeah. gone. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, and this <laughs> just comes out. You know, there one time, it's happened more than a couple times. I think you we were there once when a guy wanted, a, wanted to propose to his wife on stage at a beer net show. I'm like, You know. I'm like, that's a horrible idea, Herb. (laughs) And he's like, Oh no, it'd be great. I'm like, give me a break. Oh,
2: you're not saying Herb wanted to propose. No, you
3: know, he's like, Oh, this friend of mine he was uh, this friend of mine from LT you know, Lawrence Town, you know, Hid's Dale wherever they grew up in town as we That's a horrible idea getting married Oh, he's calling right now. Oh, is it? There we go. Is this live? Yeah. What's that? Hey, we're just talking about you, stalker. Nice. What's up? Talking about how you uh, get people <coughs> to pay, pay you uh, a, side, a little side money to have them um, uh, get engaged on stage at Beer Nuts shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why, did somebody else? <laughs> no, but you've done it more. It's been more than twice that that's happened. I think twice, well, I twice. twice. Yeah. Horrible idea Can you guys hear them?
2: yes I,
3: I get yeah. something out of it Other than an invitation to a wedding I don't want to go to <laughs> We were just talking unicorn stories
2: uh, Unicorn? <laughs> nice Who are you
3: with? Uh, Scott, Gabe It's this thing called the internet Yeah, oh,
0: the fucking thing
3: we thought you heard it hurt. Yeah, you on the podcast? it's the internet. and hey, dude, uh, wait till you see it. Gabe has got like a whole roll of toilet paper <laughs> hanging above <laughs> his. It just I mean, looks it's, like all it's, oh, toilet it's all you,
1: it's not toilet paper. <laughs> all
3: right, you got any quick stories you want me to tell? Uh, not that I have told, probably. Uh, well, yeah, all right. Call me. Herb.
2: <laughs> it was Herb.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> trying that to they think of what, what about Battalion of Saints? Gabe. They from Canada? No, they're from San Diego. Are they? What's the <clears throat> Canadian bands? DOA. SNFU. SNFU. I saw SNFU at Lower Links, at uh, Sheffield and Newport. And they were fucking great.
1: I saw them at the Unicorn. There. Yeah. Have you ever crossed paths with The guys in E-Trope Oh <laughs> And why do they have it Pronounced E-Trope with a silent Z Alright all come to on figure that it's, out.
2: it's Zoetrope Right it's not E-Trope
1: No it says it on the record With a silent Z yeah, he, They named it after Francis Ford Cope Was fucking film He doesn't it. say says yeah, trope He says
0: Zoetrope, he says no, Zoetrope.
1: Well, Hey have you seen them play recently Princess for Coppola. I didn't know they were still doing stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, do that's, why, that,
3: that's why. That's why, because they <laughs> named their band Iatrope.
1: They're a great band, even
3: though they had a singing drummer. Well, you got to, Kenny, their main guitarist, you got to deal with him firsthand. He was the guitarist for the Beerus. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Kenny. Kenny. Uh, what, what else you got, Gabe?
1: Well, that's about it. I mean, I, I I've seen lost Cause more than my fair share, and I'm not that old. But uh, the, the story with you kicking my brother in the head and him yeah. having to tell about it is pretty funny. But
3: you know what? I I uh, I have I know that there's a picture of that. <laughs> that probably is. I'll send it. I'll send it. Who should I send? I'll send it to Scott or something. You guys can. <laughs> all right, here yeah. we go.
2: Watch this. Watch this. Herb doesn't know.
3: <laughs> he was
2: Oh lord! Hey, what? So, you're, so you're calling? You third versions of the same stories? No, man, we just had them on. Oh, it was brutal. Wait do you hear this thing? It was just, oh, Joe, dude, just. I, no, he, 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 uh, he, he talked about the story that he lost his virginity to Roger Ebert.
0: Roger Ebert? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't think I know and, that
2: one. And then he told the story about how you got engaged during a, a Beer Nuts show. I, mean, I did? Well, yeah, that's yeah. not true. Either. You got engaged. <laughs> and then he told the story about how you sat on a girl's face at a party when you were drunk in New York. I, I, yeah, I, I, it was
3: off from the Skatnik's girlfriend, first of all. So trust me, it was a lot better than what she's used to. And, <laughs> and, I, yeah, and then I got kicked out of the party, but then I literally... I did pass out in the gutter. <laughs> like
2: I passed, passed out in the gutter with missing a shoe, and Dave Fry had to come there, like looking for me. And Dave Fry found me, like passed out in the gutter on Barrack Street in New York. That's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I woke up the next day and was missing a shoe. I woke up on the floor of Bill Graham's office uh, and something in his mansion in Central
2: Park West. It was pretty good. Does that sound right, uh, right to you, Joe? Okay. Yeah, Dave never showed up. I was. I was no, he so said Dave him. never showed up. He did it. <laughs> and you were you were naked
3: when you sat on the doors Dave, Dave, Dave.
2: Yeah, those are those are his. Those are, those are his. Uh, why why spoil a good story with the facts versions? Oh my God! Yeah, I hope I hope I hope it's it heavily edited. Yeah. Oh <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, they called
3: me because they didn't want to use you for the eighth time.
0: (laughs) Well, you might have had,
3: uh, uh, you know, another Katie's Kids thing. What am I doing here? I can't see
0: you
3: guys now. I'm gone. (laughs) What? You lost
2: us? No.
3: Are we there now? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It took me like... Let's see what
3: else I got here. I got my kids and Barack Obama. Oh, Yeah. My kids and President Clinton and my wife. Johnny Knoxville and my wife. and Pontius. Lemmy. So there you go.
2: That's a pretty good wall of fame.
3: Yeah, right? Joe Stormer's autograph.
2: So you probably... I had... Were you working at Aragon when it was Barack Obama's birthday? Is that how you got that picture?
3: Um... I was working there on his birthday. Is it Herb? Dude, Fry never came and got you that night. I had to
2: drag you all over town. And he... Put him on speaker. Put him on speaker. (laughs) What? Hey, tell him about your softball team. Tell him about your softball team. Tell them about your softball team. Which one Point at the mic. Uh, with
3: all the girls being uh, in out? Just Yeah, just tell them about your softball
0: team.
3: <laughs> Are we What uh, don't let it don't edit this out. The, the Ben has not gotten a word in Edwise. I think he's just like uh, Ben's not interested
2: in getting a word
3: in. <laughs> I try I tried to throw some movie stuff in there, but he didn't bite Hey Ben, you like movies. <laughs> I fucked Roger Evert.
0: <laughs>
3: Hello. You guys are confusing me. Are you still on the, I thought you were done. Are you still on the was calling back? Uh, oh, we're way done. Oh, okay. Uh oh, my microphone's not dead. Not dead. Okay. We'll no, talk about the Bobby shit. Oh, what about the Bobby shit? What's going on? Just the money and whatnot. I just want it to be on. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll, talk, about what, we'll talk about my cut later. I mean, we'll talk about how much his parents are getting later. All right. All right so Nonsense. <laughs> How long has, has Liars Club been open for? Oh, I know how long, because it's, uh, tw- it's going on 28, 27 years. We're open in 95, is that what it was? Open in 95, because I ch- m- we changed my daughter's diaper on the bar before it opened, when we stopped in I went
0: <laughs> That's what that is. That's a christening right there. One of my
3: funnest rock stories, though, was you destroying Creed's career. <laughs> that was the greatest because I wanted you asked us to go because my my daughter you're like oh that'd be great if you went so we went and then you did you open with you know six 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 and they literally came on I mean I not that I I didn't nothing we I stayed, opened we with out. we
2: opened with number of the beast your intro was yeah oh yeah we walked out to whoa do you oh, the, yeah. yeah
3: and they came on and I was you know we were I was. I was leaving No I was checking out. No I was leaving But uh, it literally sounded like Fucking Three different songs were being played at once It was great Yeah, yeah
2: I thought it was but great
3: That was That was the end of them too That
2: was I, it Well that wasn't my fault well, Whose fault was it Scott? <laughs> I didn't do that It wasn't my fault <laughs> It was uh, Paul's fault For playing 666 Was he your sound guy then? Was that what it was? Is it you, yeah. you, you, bl- you bl- It was the devil well, I mean, we were walking towards the stage, and we go by the dressing room, and uh, what's his name, the singer Scott Stapp, he's there. He's got like a bottle in his hand. He's like, "Hey, come on in!" And I'm like, "No, man, maybe later. We gotta, we gotta go on stage." He's like, oh, "Okay, brother, have a good show." And then the next thing I knew, we're hanging out after the show because it was re- it was a really good show. And then uh, was it Paul or was it? It wasn't Paul that was doing sound. It was. Uh, Neil, it was Neil, and Neil comes back. He's like, Dude, you've got to see this. So we go out there, and like Scott Stepp is rolling around with his shirt off, like rolling around on the ground, just going like he's doing like a full on end of his Jim Morrison. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and I'm just like, Wow, this is the best Creed show I've ever seen. (laughs) And like the entire crowd starts booing, they're like, We want that money back. And I'm like, yeah. you want your money back? This is as good as it gets. What are you talking about? This is fucking great. I'm a golden god. I mean, look at this. Yeah, that, but that, that was it, yeah. That, that was that a career was over. That was a fun show. <laughs> that, if you're going to play one Creed show, that's the one to play, my friend. Career ending. Hey, uh,
3: one one word. Creed. Guess where they're from?
2: Florida. Florida.
3: Florida. <laughs> Lord, Gabe. your kids your kids are going to be in uh, sharing preschool with the guys from Creed
2: yeah well at least Gabe. you know there's never a toilet paper far away <laughs> you just reach right up you just reach right up there reach down between your legs <laughs>